What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast, where we, your host, Alex Wolf, and and Stephen Morrow. Holy shit, he nailed it first time, ladies and gents. I, I say that, but I'm also guilty of it. <laughs> we give you our two cents on everything PlayStation. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube if you are a fan of the show. Please like, rate, and subscribe, you know, doing the things. Also, we want the show to grow. We want it to do really cool and nifty things in the future, but we need your help. So if you head on over to mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, you can send us as little as a dollar to help us grow things like equipment, software, space, all that sorts of nifty stuff. It all starts there. So without further ado, though, Steven. Yes. We got, a, we got some bits. Yeah, uh, so um, conveniently... Uh, as as some people might remember, in the last episode, we were talking about how State of Play was weird and uh, we needed a new one, but it needed to not be some stupid little thing. Uh, and then, literally that same day, State of Play was announced. So we've got, mm-hmm. we've got all the State of Play news um, and some other random little bits. Yeah, but we got... Uh- I would say, honestly, a whole lot of big bits. There's no small bits. Maybe one medium bit, but a whole lot of big bits. So are we talking like 32-bit? Uh, mm. With like some 8-bit sprinkled throughout? Well, hold on. I mean, there's 64-bit. Like, would 64-bit be considered the big boys, or like, is that just too much? Is that like the obesity Ob- of bits? <laughs> the obit-city? Ob- obituary? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, if you get too large, you get the heart problems and all that stuff, and, you know... Listen, I have heart problems already. And I am... I'm a small man. But I was born large. You were... (laughs) (laughs) I was born large and in charge. (laughs) I I honestly think I weigh the same as I did when I was first born. I've just... My body has just stretched. You just taken twenty seven years to grow into. Seriously, you've seen my baby pictures. That is true. You were a rotund child. I was like fucking descendant of Snorlax. It's rough. Oof. It's just a human beanbag chair. Oh my god! Could you imagine someone sitting on you as a child, mistaking you for a beanbag chair? It probably happened. That would explain a lot. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah okay <laughs> seriously though when i was a baby i was like like all the loco roco when they merge into one <laughs> you just go no <laughs> they just all scream and become one fucking oh my. ball of lard that was me as a child and you're just eating all the all the red stains you had in your face the little cherries you eat and whatnot yeah <laughs> like that was oh my such a disaster this explains a so much if I can find, this explains. I don't know if I have any, but if I can find a, a picture of me as a baby, maybe I'll like put it on the blog post for this one. I mean, I'm sure your mom has one. You could probably just ask her to take a picture of it. Yeah. It was in the dining room for years, so I mean, I can't be. It couldn't have gone far. <laughs> Fucking dining room. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> everyone, if anyone who came to your house and sat down and ate, there's just you. With that fucking cheese and smile. Like, yeah, you're eating that spaghetti. You're damn right. Oh, my God. So, to explain to some people who are missing some context. So, uh, in this this infamous picture of, of mine, I'm just this this big old fat baby. 
and I'm wearing a magician hat, and I have a, a magic wand for some reason, and I have the biggest smile that you could ever see. It takes up, like, my entire face, but all around my mouth, it looks like I have spaghetti sauce. <laughs> like, it's perma-stain. Like, it's, it's, it's like a stain <laughs> of spaghetti sauce, but no, I had a really bad rash. So, like, there's just, there's just fat baby me. I'm naked other than a magician hat and a magic wand. <laughs> like, practicing sorcery at its purest form. <laughs> Eating happens. something just... <laughs> this awful rash all over my fat face. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. It's fucking A. All right. All right well, so see, let's just get into that's it. That's all the PlayStation news for today. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> God, <laughs> let's let's just get into these bits here, and let, let's just kick off, you know, guns a blazing, you know, like let's just get it swinging, and I mean, bust your sword swinging, mm. as Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade has been announced. So this is the enhanced PS5 version of last year's big Final Fantasy Square Enix whatnot hit. Um, this comes relatively soon, so June tenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's just it a will include few months. Yeah, it's not far at all. Um. Honestly, I'm surprised that they're... I'm not surprised that they're doing this, but I'm surprised it's coming as soon as it is. You know? Like, I... I don't know. I just was expecting this. Like, oh, okay. I thought this would fly under the radar because, like, part two would happen eventually. Like, that would just be the thing. They would just do it there. But no, this is a full-flown thing, so it's going to have two different uh, performance modes, or, I guess, two different modes the game can run at. One is a graphics mode prioritizing 4K, and the other one is a performance mode prioritizing uh, hitting 60 frames per second. So very similar to Final Fantasy XV for those who played it. Honestly, basically, um, that's like just par for the course for all of these PS5 upgrades, really, having those two modes yeah. and then the you know, the frame rate versus 4K. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed because some PS5 games have, you know, keep are able to hit both in some fashion. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, trimming a few corners there and there, but for the most part doing it. The 4K and then focusing on performance or 4K thing is more of something we saw with the PS4 Pro. So I'm kind of bummed that's what we were doing for this because, like, why didn't this happen to begin with? But there's also a bunch of, like, visual upgrades as well, especially, like, the infamous texture uh, issues that Final Fantasy VII Remake had originally. Uh, Supposedly this mode fixes that, so this game should look downright gorgeous. Um on your PS5 if you have a display capable of doing so. Which, if you have a PS5, I'd imagine that you would probably have a TV that can do this, because what's the point? Uh, but, any hooser, it also comes there's including no, a... F- I love how you're just like, there's no point in having a PS5 if you don't have a 4K TV. I mean, it's like the big... I mean, so, I mean, at this point, yes. Because a lot of these games are still available on the PS4 and PS4 Pro, the yeah. only real big thing that you would see on the PS5 is, like, you know, how pretty it is. That's the thing. It's a launch console. It's going to ha- take its time getting to the, you know, what makes it next-gen. That's fine. Well, and, so, and like, performance, though. Performance is a big and deal, And performance. Too. True. And, and you're not wrong. But, I mean, at the same time, if you've, you know, if you've got a PS4 Pro or you're not running any, like, big performance-heavy games or, hell, if you just select the performance, the mode of the game that just focuses on mocking at 30 frames, you're, you'll be okay on a PS4. There's no reason to have that big, you know, massive honker of a console in there if your TV can't even keep up with it. Because that's another thing. If your TV can't hit 60 frames, then you don't need, you know, like, 
you're not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Is this so, is this what you call your PS5? Is the massive honker? The mo- the massive honker, the freshest big boy occasionally, depending on my mood. Ooh, do they have big Which boy like all the, over the country, or is it just uh, a, an around here thing? I I think it's more so on this side of the country. I think there's some sprinkled out. I know it's not called like so. There's a I don't know the details in this. I think in some places it's actually called Frisius, and other places it's just called Big Boy. Huh. And I think it's. I it wonder if anywhere else it's just called the Big Honker. I want royalties if it's if that's happening. Or the massive honker, the the Frisius hmm. honker, the boy honk. Oh, the boy! That just sounds gross. This sounds like a really bad <laughs> the superhero. Boy. <laughs> the boy honk. My name is Chip, <laughs> the boy honker. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ! Excuse me, sir. What do you what do you honk? Um, just he immediately gets arrested. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. That's his. He shows his ability. No one knows what it is, but we know it landed him in prison. It just makes people uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, but any hooser. So continuing on with these <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake things. So it also includes a photo mode, which will be really nice because there's some gorgeous shots in this game. And if you fix those textures up, you got some. Primo screenshotos. So that's actually something that surprised me because I still haven't really gotten super far into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really fuck around with menus or anything, but I thought the game already had a photo mode. N- nothing outside of pressing like the share button on your PS4. That's about as far as it got. That's redonkulous. So it, it is. It, it is crazy. And then it didn't help, like, you know, PlayStation has that share of the week thing. So I know at one point a focus was Final Fantasy VII Remake, but all of those screenshots were done just using the share button, which kudos to them for making a fucking button that just does that to where you can still take a good screenshot without having to have this super in-depth, detailed photo mode. But yeah, that's coming. I think also a big thing is like Final Fantasy VII Remake with how long it took to come out. They're just like, let's just get it out there. We've got a new console on the horizon. We'll clean up whatever like minuscule things we need to you know, as long as the game works and it still looks good, we'll just get it out. And then anything else that extra, we'll just tack on to the next gen version, which yeah. they've done. So, so now the big so that's what, that's Final Fantasy VII remake coming out on PS5, basically as an upgraded version. Um, but that's old. What about some new stuff regarding Final some Fantasy? new stuff? We got a new story chapter, Stephen. Oh, new story chapter. We got Yuffie Kisaragi. A fan favorite of the Final Fantasy VII story, finally coming, uh, where you play as her and this new mysterious character joining her. I say mysterious, but I never played the original Seven, but I've never seen this character in anything else I've played of Seven or seen of Seven, so I'm assuming he's new um, uh, to the remake story. Are you talking so about the sexy pirate coming. man, or is this somebody else? So, hold on. You kept saying the sexy pirate man was Biggs. Biggs has always been there. He's not a new character. Oh, okay. Well, so and I, and I had to explain to you. No, the man, the new man, is this dude with the giant staff, with Yuffie. I've never seen him before. I don't know who this man is. Well, as much as I like um, a man with a giant staff, um, I think the sexy pirate guy. That's my cup of tea. What's his name? Bigsby. Biggs. Big. Biggs. Biggs. Just Biggs. <laughs> not Bigsby. <laughs> not not a coffee place that you work at. Um. Good God! Talk about a sponsorship opportunity, though. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I haven't brought that up so, yet, but I don't know. 
I don't know if you shouldn't be the one that bring that up because if they were like, well, how do we go about it? It's just it. It gets real bad real fast if you're the one pitching that idea. <laughs> Listen, when I'm not working, I can be real professional. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> like right now, um, technically, this is this is work. Like this is this is me working. Uh, th- that is true. But like, but there is nothing professional. <laughs> I know. That's why I said when I'm not working, I can be real professional. So like. See, I have a hard time believing that. I don't know. I've convinced some people of some wild things. That is true, and it still blows my mind that you get away with some of the shit you do. I've I've got a knack, and I've also got a knack two. And I'm waiting Mm -hmm. for a knack three. This is what I'm talking about. This is it. This is where it it goes out the window. Um, But any Hoosers, now the PS4 owners can upgrade to the PS5 version of Intergrade for free. But... The Eufy DLC price has not been announced, and that does not come included in your upgrade. So you still have to buy that separately, even if you already own the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, So that's there. But if you've never purchased Final Fantasy VII Remake and you want to play the PS5 version, you can go out and purchase the PS5 version of the game for a cool $69.99, or you can buy the Digital Deluxe Edition for... Uh, I believe it is seventy nine ninety nine. If not, it's eighty nine ninety nine. I can't remember the price. Uh, uh, I think seventy nine sounds right, but okay. But it, at the same time, though, it's weird that we've got prices on that, but we don't have a price for the individual DLC for Yuffie's episode. Yeah, I don't quite get that because th- that's a big deal. I want to know what that is. They might still be. Deciding. I'll have to buy that. Th- they could be, but that's kind of shit. If they were still like they got the standard price for the deluxe edition, which includes it. Yeah. You know, and the center, and the price of the PS5 version, which includes it. But if I already own the PS4 version, I get my free upgrade. I don't know how much I got to spend on this. I'm expecting anywhere from like ten to twenty bucks. Uh, Steven, if you want to hit the next bit of info on this one, because I had that lengthy presentation on Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> it was a beautiful presentation. Thank it was you, thank good you, for, sir. Good for you. Good for me. Good for Yuffie. Good for Mifi. Uh, and it raised our good spirits. For all of us. Hold on, is that is that is that a reference? Because because yes. you said you said it raised your spirits, and conveniently, um, Bridge of Spirits. How do you say it? Kenna? Kina. Is it Kina? Mm-hmm. Kina or Kenna? I feel like I've heard it both ways. Uh, anyway, so if you all remember during the uh, the PlayStation Five state of play where they showcased PS Five games for the first time, there was this adorable little game that looked like a Studio uh, Ghibli animation thing. Um, called Kina Bridge of Spirits. Um, well, we saw a new gameplay trailer in the most recent state of play, and the game still looks gorgeous, still looks adorable, still looks like a good old classic 3D platformy action romp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the new gameplay trailer was pretty cool, but some stuff that we didn't already know. Release date. You, so you. Kina Bridge... Yeah, Bridge of Spirits is releasing on August 24th, this year, 2021, so that's pretty awesome, very soon-ish, I mean, <laughs> within a handful of months. Yeah. Um, so that's good, uh, but also uh, we have prices, so there's going to be a standard edition of the game, thirty nine ninety nine. good old 40 bucks. Yeah. I like I, that. Same here, I like it a lot. Uh, and then if you want to be all fancy... There's a digital deluxe version that comes with the digital soundtrack, 
a silver staff, and a golden rot skin. Um, the rots are the little so, spirits in the game, for those who aren't aware. <laughs> it just sounds awful. Like, they do, yeah. <laughs> like, I, out of context, I can't think of anybody who would want golden rot skin. <laughs> that just sounds rough. <laughs> sounds like an STD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I got the Anyways, <laughs> so if you'd like some STD skins, uh, mm. you can get the digital deluxe. That one is forty nine ninety nine. So it's just ten bucks more. Not bad. Not bad. Not at bad all. at all. And then any um, purchase of this game gets you both versions of the game. So if you you know you'll buy the PS if you buy the PS four version, you get the PS five version. You buy the PS five version, you get the PS four version. See, I like that a lot because same here. I don't know if I'm gonna have a PS five by that time. Um, and it's just how it should fucking be. Like yeah, honestly, if it's the same game on the same platform, why the fuck not just let people play it on everything? Yeah, you know, shouldn't be yeah, no so charging. I always, I always like seeing more of this game because uh, even though like I'm never super like you know wide eyed and amazed by it, mm-hmm. it just looks so nice. Like, yeah, it just looks like a nice little nostalgic. Like it, 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 it just seems like. The way that I feel about Ratchet and Clank, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like gaming comfort food. It and, is, uh, yeah. If this game plays at all like it looks like it will, uh, it's going to be pretty wonderful. Yeah, I, it is definitely reminiscent for me of like games of old. So I'm thinking like if we took games from the PS2 era of PlayStation, like the great platformers of Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, and things of that nature, and we just... Throw some tack in the power of juju in there. Yeah, yeah, And then you just... <laughs> you, you take those, and you take the technology and the advance that we've made, you know, 15, 20 years later, and put a spin on that. Kena is that. And I am so stoked, because nothing gets me more... So, I love my big AAA, badass, Final Fantasy VII remake-type games and whatnot. I love those. But whenever I see a game like Kina, it touches me in a way like I just don't realize I miss until I see it. So like right now, I am that is one of the reasons I got a PS5. Like I was I, like this is it. Like that is a game I will sit down and I will just immerse myself in because I don't imagine it to be at forty bucks. I don't imagine it to be more than maybe 10, 15 hours long, um, and I will just dive right into that like i can't i am stoked it looks gorgeous i am ready to be to have like a, a story well maybe not make me you know cry and everything but still get me you know provoke some emotion out of me so pumped. yeah and like i really like the story behind the the studio making the game as well yeah. Ember lab mm-hmm. uh so uh for those that don't know uh, I think we mentioned this on previous episodes, but just to recap. Uh, so they were originally an animation studio, and they would mostly do like commissioned work, um, different animations and things like that. But they did a fan animation that was based off of Legend of Zelda, uh, and that was sort of their first foray into gaming-related things. And uh, they just decided that they wanted to make a video game, and that's where Kingdom Bridge of Spirits um came about and Mm -hmm. the game looks like a game that an animation studio would make like it it looks like like pixar level quality it's it's really nice 
Yeah, so. like I could totally see this being like a new age Disney princess animated film kind of deal, like something like Tangled or Frozen, you know, that kind of animation Moana. style. Yeah, like I totally see that in this. And I yeah. tell you what, if they kick it, if they knock it out of the park with this, like PlayStation will buy them up right then and there. And I don't know about that. I, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, if the small studio, so it wouldn't cost them a ton of money to get that. And if they give them the tools and stuff like, hey, you did really well with your first game. We want to support you further. Like, if this game kills it, if they, if PlayStation does the job right of promoting this and Ember Labs does a good job of the development process and just keeping things, you know, neat and nice and tight, this will be a sleeper hit. And I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation says, hey, yeah, let's you know we like adding to our portfolio we don't want anyone else to come get you while you've got you know while you're still relatively new so let's just let's snag a deal so yeah but i mean so kena is not a it's not an outright exclusive though it's a timed exclusive um and i don't know playstation's been kind of stingy with buying people up uh if anything i feel like they're they're trimming down (laughs) their studios uh so, I don't know. I'm kind of worried because if it does do an awesome job, yeah, I think somebody's going to want to buy them and that somebody might be Microsoft. That's true, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's another reason PlayStation might want to jump the gun ahead of time. Like, sure, they're being stingy, but if it's not going to take them too much money to purchase a small company like Ember Lab, you know, like, and especially while it's the ex- exclusivity is timed, if they do their job well, you know, like, I. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, I could totally see Microsoft being wanting to, <clears throat> especially, like, uh, how they have been. If Microsoft sees this game and a game eventually launches on Xbox consoles after the exclusivity is up, and they say, hey, like, let's let's make a deal. Let's do a thing. I think PlayStation would shoot themselves in the foot. I think they'd look at themselves like, we fucked up. We promoted that game. Like, we advertised the hell out of that game for them, and we don't have it anymore. Like, we... It's just, like... I just feel like it'd be an opportunity squandered unless this game absolutely tanks, which I don't think it will. From what we've seen, it looks pretty smooth. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. But I mean, true. for the time being, uh, it's going to be releasing in a handful of months. When, mm. when did I say the date was? Jesus, August twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be coming out August twenty fourth, and um, it's going to be a timed console exclusive on yeah. PS four and PS five. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that'll be some cool shit. Some cool shit. Some crazy shit. Steven, times are crazy. The world is odd. But there is no game. There is no other thing odder than Odd World. Sets a storm in my soul. Yeah, it does. That's right, ladies and gents. Odd World, Soul Storm, coming to PlayStation 5 April 6th. So, so we have a release date. Just a little over a month. Uh, at the time of recording here, uh, big, big news come out of this trailer. While it didn't show off anything crazy new or anything like that, other than, you know, the typical, like, hey, it's uh, the sequel to Abe's Odyssey and your choices like they did in the beginning and what you do and how you play still affect the outcomes you'll see in the game. But the biggest news is that this game will be free at launch for PlayStation Plus members for the PS5 version. So that's exciting. That's a big fucking deal. So bummer that PS4 owners won't be able to, you know, play this for free right away. They can still snag it. So even if you've got Plus and you don't have a PlayStation 5, you can still take fair advantage of this opportunity here. So. 
I'm excited for this game. I think it looks gorgeous. Uh, I like the world of Oddworld. I'm not a super big fan of the gameplay because I'm just really bad at it. <laughs> uh, but um, but I really like the world, and I'm excited to see more of it, especially on the uh, especially on the PS5. Just because like they're doing uh, this thing that they're calling uh, it's like two point no it's three. They called it 2.9. 2.9D. There we go. So it's not 2.5D, it's 2.9D, where um, the worlds and the levels have a lot more depth to them, and the camera is a lot more dynamic than a traditional odd world game or side-scrolling game. Uh, so it, it's going to have like a little bit more of a cinematic tinge to it. And uh, they were kind of showing off how many... Uh, characters can be on the screen at the same time and all these like explosions and like physics heavy things happening so that'll be kind of nice to look at yeah i like i like destruction in video games <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm excited it'll definitely be i don't well i'm excited for the game actually coming out i've never been a huge fan of odd world per se but i might get this to try you know it's free I'll be, yeah, I feel like this one's full. been in development for like 20 years. Oh, for sure. And then, so I was actually surprised that they are putting this out for free because of how long it's been in development. But I think they're banking pretty hard on like the, um, excuse me, the Rocket League Fall Guys effect where it's like, hey, you have it free for a month and then, well, bam, you know, it's no longer free and people are like, oh shit, you know, that game looks pretty, su- pretty sick nasty. I want to get on that. How many dollars? Yeah. Also, like, as much as I hate to say it, I feel like Oddworld has always been more of, like, a cult-following kind of game. Mm-hmm. And it has never really hit, like, massive, like, popularity or, like, yeah. massive commercial success. Uh, it's always been kind of, like, this passion project. I'm honestly surprised that Oddworld still has releases coming out, uh, to be honest, um, just because of that. So maybe that, releasing you're not it for wrong. free. I agree. So maybe releasing it for free can get some more people on board with the world and with the characters and with the story. Uh, like I've always liked the world and the themes of the Odd World games. Uh, it just when it comes to the traditional side-scrolling Odd World games, I'm just not as into them as I am the more like 3D platforming or even Stranger's Wrath, the platforming slash first-person shooter mm-hmm. hybrid. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, I can really get behind the themes and stuff. And so maybe by releasing it for free, they're hoping that some people are going to, you know, start falling in love with that world and characters and, you know, maybe follow the series into the future. Who knows? Who knows? Could be a bust. But hopefully, yeah, it could be a bust. Could be a knockout. Could be a knockout, Steven. Could be a whole city of knockouts. Ooh, I smell a spicy segue. Yeah, we're getting really good at these segues. Damn right. Um, I wonder if they're still good if we acknowledge how good they are. Fuck that, Steven. I'll acknowledge them all damn day. They're good. All right, all right. Spicy. Uh, So anyways, another game that was announced for PlayStation consoles on the state of play was Knockout City. Uh, People who have been paying attention to Nintendo in their recent Nintendo Direct uh, will recognize this one. Um, but it's a, it, it, it's kind of like Splatoon if it were a dodgeball game. 
Do you think that's a fair way to describe it? Uh, yeah, in a sense. It's 3v3, so it's not the 4v4 you see in Splatoon. But it, it's flashy, it's colorful, a lot of um, maneuverability and things of that nature. It's very fast-paced. Uh, it looks family-friendly. Yeah, that is very definitely a, th- a true thing there. Uh, but yeah, so Knockout City, it's like a, an online multiplayer dodgeball game. Arena do- dodgeball, I guess, would be a way to describe it. But anyway, so it's coming out on both PS4 and PS5. It has a release date of May 21st, and right now, literally right now, you can sign up for the beta on PlayStation consoles. So you gonna sign that. up? I don't think so. Yeah, that's kind of where my thoughts are with it too. Uh, I mean, honestly, the main reason is like half the time I sign up for the betas because I want to be included, and then I don't play them. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm the same way. We talked about this with the uh, Resident Evil Eight, the Resident Evil Village beta that came out, that came through, and it was the same thing for me. I'm like, I don't, I always sign up for those things, and then I never play. And if I do play, I play once. And I never submit what I think about it, so where it's just useless of me playing it, other than to see like the play test. So yeah, uh, so like especially if there's like limited availability, I don't want to take that away from somebody. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, I mean when it comes out, I'll probably try it, uh, especially if it's free. Yeah, I could totally but see it, a game like this launching free for multiplayer, and then you just have microtransactions to support it. Honestly, like nowadays, I feel like if a multiplayer game is going to be successful, it's just going to release for free. So, mm-hmm. so now I just kind of like don't worry about buying them. <laughs> but uh, if you like the game and you want to support it, I do suggest buying it. And in the very least, sign up for the beta if you're at all interested. You yeah. Try it out that way. You How are you going to segue this one? You can see for yourself if you like Knockout City. I but see for see for myself. Uh huh. But what you can really see, you foo, is Sifu <laughs> coming to PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. That's right, Steve. I'm a fucking monster. I can't be fucking stopped. All right. God. I'm on fire. So if you ever played Absolver, it was the online multiplayer martial arts game from the developer Slow Clap. Uh, very meticulous. Very smooth. Very fun. Uh, they are now coming out with a single player. Uh, story game in the same kind of vein you play as a martial artist whose uh master was killed and you go like straight up kung fu movie you know you're going to avenge your your teacher and this game looks brutal like it's not like crazy over the top but this the action in itself is really fun and satisfying to like i can't wait for this fucking game like yeah it's brutal without being bloody yeah like it's you can just see the how the the viciousness and the brutality of the blows that you strike in this game, and the, just the devastating counters that you have. Oh my god. Like, I cannot wait for this game. Mm-mm-mm. Now, while yeah, we it didn't... Looks, it looks nice. It looks like a nice, like, evening game. It, it, so the character model, like, when I first saw him, I'm like, oh my god, it's ragdoll kung fu, but no longer a ragdoll, it it's just kung fu. It did look like ragdoll kung fu. <laughs> like, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it, it has an interesting art style where it's like... It doesn't look retro, mm-hmm. but everything is rendered sort of like not low poly, but like lower poly. I yeah, guess. like a little a little blocky there. Yeah, almost like origami in a way. <laughs> every weird. every everyone's not like the characters are still like three D rendered, so they're like you know they're not flat. 
But yeah, but they have like angles and, and yeah, but triangles. His hair looks like he, someone just took a black piece of cardboard paper and folded it a bunch. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I thought the action looked really nice. Um, I always thought Absolver was interesting, mm-hmm. but um, I was always kind of a little bit wary of it because of the online functionality of it. Yeah, because um, I just get really intimidating when intimidated whenever I'm interacting with other people. Uh, mm-hmm. in anything really um, but anyways so with Sifu the fact that it's specifically a story driven thing not online that entices me a bit more yep. uh, especially because with Absolver one thing that I really appreciated about the way that they approached the game design uh, they made it kind of rhythmic like there was almost a musicality to the way that you fight and I got a similar sense with the trailer that we saw for Sifu, uh, where there's kind of like a flow and a rhythm to the combat, and you know if if that translates, then I can see myself really enjoying this game. Yeah, I'm pumped. Like I'm, re- I that was another bi- that was probably the biggest announcement for me out of the um, out of the state of play. So I like I'm like what the hell do they call it um, out of the state of play because we'd already seen Kina. I was just pumped to get a release date. Final seven. Final Fantasy VII Remake, cool, we get a PS5 version, but I've already beaten it on my way to the platinum. You did almost cry, though, when you saw Yuffie. That, I didn't almost cry. Well, I stoked, yeah, but like... No, you almost cried. I don't know if I'd say I'd cry. You were you were weeping. I was just pumped because, like... You were a, you were a baby. I, excuse me? <laughs> You're a fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Steven. I just I just keep seeing myself with the <laughs> fucking spaghetti stain and I can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just can't. I can't get that image out of my head. I'm haunted by myself. Oh my. That's rough. But yeah, uh I think Sifu was my favorite announcement as well, just because it was the most new thing. Mm-hmm. Uh everything else is either an add-on or just more information about things that we already knew about. Uh, but Sifu was the, the only, like, actual new game announcement. Um, overall, though, I was a little bit underwhelmed with this state of play. Yes. Yeah, it was... There's a lot that should have happened with this state of play that either had already been announced and shown off unceremoniously, or has for some reason decided to trickle out after the state of play, which begs the question from last week, what the hell are they doing with state of plays? Because um, a lot of these things, well, none of this, I think Sifu, and, Sifu was probably the only new game I can think of that came out through that show. Everything else we'd already seen before, we just got more details on, or we had not only seen it before, but we saw it on a different platform not even a week prior. Yeah, and that's just such a weird thing to do. Yeah, like why would you... I don't know if the the guys over at Knockout City trying to get this game out or just trying to pimp it out to whoever they can to get, you know, get the word spread, but it's just odd for you to be in such like a big Nintendo Direct and have announcements there, but you're not... It makes me feel like they're not confident enough in it to have it at the Nintendo Direct and then also at PlayStation. And, th- and like, why not mention the betas on the Nintendo Direct 
But on the plate, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. See, I don't. I don't have a problem with them being in multiple places because that's that's fine. That's normal, and that's that's them doing a good job promoting. But on PlayStation's end, I'm just confused because, like, first of all, they waited. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this didn't happen around the same time. They waited what, like, a whole week? Uh, yeah, just about damn near. It was like a week. Um, So there's that, but also like around the state of. So this is. In the last episode, we were talking about how we were confused about the state of State of Play because it seemed like they kept having State of Plays that would just be thrown online without any kind of fanfare. They wouldn't announce anything, and then it would just be like a deep dive into the gameplay of one game. Mm-hmm. But this time, they announced a State of Play. They said that they were going to give us um, a new glimpse into future PlayStation titles. Um, with some new announcements and things like that, but they promoted the state of play, which led me to believe that there was going to be some kind of like wild thing. Yeah, that that people would get like super excited about. And I guess PlayStation thought that the wild thing was Final Fantasy VII remake Intergrade, mm-hmm. but but like that's the least detailed thing in the dance. We don't even know how much the price is for the biggest appeal of that. Yeah, we don't know the price, but also it, it seems like uh, it seems like for every cool thing about Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, there's like a little kind of stinger that makes it kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get into in just a moment, but uh, it's kind of wrapped in with another topic that we're going to go over, which is the PlayStation Plus games for March, which have officially been announced and not at the available. state of play yeah not at the state of play which is stupid yeah <laughs> uh, but i understand why uh and you'll you'll hear about this here in a hot second but um yeah these playstation plus games are available to download now right yeah as, as like, of today right now march 2nd they are available to download today yeah and those games are uh, i'm going to start at the bottom of the list okay so farpoint for PlayStation VR, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. PlayStation VR exclusive first-person shooter. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes on the PS4. That I don't know as much about. Do you know anything about Remnant? I, I've seen it around, and I know I saw some articles a while back, and the game came out. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't bad. It wasn't anything crazy good. It was a thing. People enjoyed it. That was that. So... What is it, like a third-person action game? I You were asking the wrong person. I have no idea, honestly. I just, I've seen the name tossed around a lot. Well, I'm so. going um, to figure that out if you want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next one is also a new game for the PlayStation 5 called Maquette. Uh, it is a it's a puzzle game taking place in its own kind of little world. It looks really cool. So, again, it's cool to see a game on the PS5 launch for free for the first time. Uh Again, another thing, this should have been in the state of play as well because there's no real information as to what this game is outside of the blog post that happened. So it would have been nice to kind of show it off for everyone in the masses to see. Now, Wait, here's hold on, this... hold on, hold on. Huh. You're talking about M- Maquette? Yeah. Uh, they did a, a reveal a while ago for this game. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was a blog post or if this was in a state of play, but they did, they did show this game before. I think it was a blog uh, post, because I don't remember seeing it in a state of play. Well, so Maquette actually looks 
pretty cool. And from yeah. what I hear, it has a beautiful soundtrack. Uh, but it's a it's a first person puzzle game, but it's kind of designed with like a sort of nested worlds diorama kind of style, where mm-hmm. um, like within the world is a small identical version of that same world, and within that world is a small identical version of that world, and it goes infinitely small and infinitely large, and the things that you do affect all of the worlds, and you can kind of jump between them using objects and things in a really like clever kind of mc escher kind of inspired way mm-hmm. uh but yeah like kind of trippy nested world kind of puzzle solving stuff uh but the game looks gorgeous it it gives me um honestly similar vibes as the witness uh with the art style mm-hmm. uh, which is which is pretty good um but yeah so from what I've seen of Maquette, I think is how you say it. Uh, from what I've seen of it, uh, I recommend it. That's actually my my PlayStation Plus pick for this month. But uh, real fast, so looking at um, Remnant from the Ashes, it's a third-person survival action shooter. It looks like it's got a sort of like dark fantasy art style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it kind of looks badass. Not gonna lie, uh, just based on the trailer. Of so course, like, I, I feel like shooters like that always get you. Like they look super cool, super badass, super edgy, and then you play it and it's just bad. Well, this has like weird werewolf aliens. See, it, it's uh, hitting up all the crazy things that people love. The, the there's aliens, a dodge button so you can dodge. Oh shit! Word. Uh, there's like fire breathing shit. See, it, it's I mean, barking I up so look hard. Up the, the Metacritic. It's barking up the, the the tree too hard. It makes me feel like it, it tried too hard. It flew too close to the sun. Well, the developer's perfect world. Um, that doesn't ring any I don't know if that's at all related to perfect world, the MMO. But it has a 77 on Metacritic. That's pretty good. Yeah, ain't bad. I, I want to look at deep dive into some of those reviews to get a good feel of it. But like I said, I saw this game like publicized on everything. But then it came out and it was like, all right. That's so, why I'm like, I don't uh, know if it... The most glowing anymore. review from Gamer.nl, whatever, says <laughs> Remnant from the Ashes plays plays borrowed neighbors with many popular games, but thanks to good shooting and co-op action, it stands completely on its own. So that was the most glowing review. And the least glowing review was from DualShockers. They gave it a 65. And they said, Remnant from the Ashes is an ambitious title, and a fairly unique one at that. It just does not always stick the landing. Yeah. Okay. That's, like, that seems like more what I think it's going to be. It's an average game. Not bad. Not exceedingly great. But a fun time. A fun little romp. But it's free and it's co-op! That's that's real. That is free. But you know what else is free, Steven? Here's Final the big one. Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4. So... Before I let me preface this, this is fucking huge. That's a big game. That was one of the biggest games of last year. Multiple game of the year winner, you know, multiple game of the year nominees. Which yep. what stinks about this is that this Here version of the game does not upgrade to the PS5 version for free. So if you want to play and if you have a PS5 and you want to feel the full experience of this game, 
along with the intergrade the intergrade content as well as the Yuffie episode, you still got to pay for that bad boy. And that Yuffie episode not playable on PS4. Mhm. Mhm. It's like so, what the fuck? This is where they get you. And see, I wonder if this is more cuz this just due to their history is a total fucking Square Enix move. Like that sounds right up their goddamn alley. I'm not surprised by it. it's it's their game that that is being done like this. I'm surprised that PlayStation was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll do it." I'm not surprised that they said that they do it, but it's I just uh, I mean, it's true, but it's just like what the like I, I would have I just it's just can't, annoying. Yeah, like what the hell? Because okay, so all of this nonsense about like oh, well, you can pay extra money to upgrade or whatever. You can do, like, this thing. This is the difference between the PS5 and the PS4 version. All of that for all of these different games, it's annoying to navigate. I like Mm -hmm. it when you have a game on PS4 and it launches on PS5. You just get it. I like that. You don't have to spend any money. Uh, You get an upgraded version. That's nice. That's Mm -hmm. the way that it ought to be. Now, with Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, they almost did a great job. They were like, oh, okay, you have the PS4 version. You can just uh, get the upgraded PS5 version for free. They uh, they laid out pricing for uh, the, the PS5 version of the games if you didn't already own the PS4 version. Yeah, so like that was nice. They made it nice and clear and simple. And then they throw this in here, and they're like, oh, also... <laughs> Everybody with a PlayStation Plus account, so basically everyone with a PS4, mm-hmm. uh, but everyone gets Final Fantasy VII Remake. Isn't that great? But then once you get a PS5, you got to pay money. Yeah. Oh, I, you don't have you don't have a PS5? Oh, well, here's this really nice, awesome DLC with Yuffie. It's its own story thing. Really awesome. Continues the story. Can't play it. I just. So Why the I fuck? Would... I would be okay with the upgrade thing if it was consistent. It is so different from game to game to game. And it's it's infuriating because we know it's totally up to PlayStation to say, like, hey, you're going to do this. Because Microsoft's fucking doing it. You know, if you own the version of the game, like, cool, you get the upgrade. Boom. Done. In a conversation. I mean, so here's the thing, though. I can understand, I can understand them not mandating it because different developers and different publishers have different needs. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I can understand them kind of letting it be up to the developers how they want to approach it. But I think the main issue is the communication. And, like, me, I'm not a game developer, but if I were a game developer, me personally, I would want it to be the easiest, most seamless thing for yeah. my audience. Uh, but it's annoying because because there's no standard and because there's no mandate really all that it hurts is the consumer because typically the smaller companies are the ones who are like oh, okay yeah we're gonna make this really easy and seamless it's gonna be nice and then a big company comes in and they're like oh we'll make money no matter what so uh you gotta charge money yeah and like i would honestly so i'm more concerned with the consistency piece of my if they were to tell me that every ps4 game that wants to be upgraded to the ps5 is a ten dollar upgrade fee cool okay I get it. There's extra stuff in this game that wasn't there before. They worked hard to get that out there. I respect it. I'll toss you my dollars if I feel it, you know, worth doing. I get it. But I, I want to stick to one thing or the other. 
like if you're gonna if you're gonna charge okay like make it clear and concise don't make it this convoluted thing like this is what we ran into with spider-man it made no fucking sense as to why they're doing it the way they did it and they then proved everyone right by going back and doing what everyone said you should do because they're like yeah okay it makes sense like if you if you get this like you know if you want the ps5 version of spider-man remastered cool all right yeah we'll transfer your save cool you'll get the trophies because it makes fucking sense the game at its core is the same sure you up some things and you change a character model or two but like the game itself is still the fucking same like it's not like a 10 year gap between you know like it's not like a ps2 game being remade on the ps4 it's not that situation yeah. is this games made within the last decade you know that are running on very similar technology just faster technology so it's I don't know it's frustrating I want consistency damn it me too uh, speaking of inconsistencies though a, a long time PlayStation Store tradition I guess you can call it that <laughs> uh, <laughs> is ending and that is the ability to purchase and rent movies and TV shows on the PlayStation Store. Uh, so this is a thing that was uh, first started during the PS3 mm-hmm. era. was carried over onto the PSP, which is where I got really into it. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason I got like an episode of Invader Zim. And an episode of Chowder. God. <laughs> I downloaded those on my PSP. <laughs> and they weren't even the first episode. They were like just random ass episodes. I did the same thing. I bought an episode of Code Monkeys. God, oh, I miss yeah. that show. I miss that show so much. But yeah, so uh, so that's not going to be a thing here in the near future. Uh, did they give it a date? Yeah, so according to the blog post, this comes from Vanessa Lee over in the PlayStation blog. At SIE, we strive to provide the best entertainment to experienced fans. Blah, 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 blah. We've seen tremendous growth from the PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. With this shift, we've decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August 31st. August anything 31st. you So anything you still own, anything you've purchased or rented beforehand will still work even after August 31st. So if you've, like, I own an episode of Code Monkeys, I'll still own it after August 31st. I just can't go back and buy more episodes. And I can still watch my episode of Invader Zim and my episode of Chowder on my PlayStation Vita if I so choose. Yeah. I think this makes sense, though. It's... with I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner when they remodeled the PlayStation Store and streamlined it. Like, they got rid of, you know, PS3 and Vita titles, but they kept the fucking TV and the movies. Like, no one... When they canceled the PlayStation TV like streaming thing, they should have canned this with it because they go hand in hand. No one's doing this because of subscription base, like she said. Between Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime Video, there are so many things you're subscribed on that work on everything. You know, no matter what the device, you can pop in. While PlayStation was available on certain devices and mobile devices, things of that nature, it was just inconvenient. So no one was renting a movie on the PlayStation Store. No one was buying new movies on the PlayStation Store. So why have it? It's a waste of money. They're not earning anything from it. They're probably wasting money trying to just put it on the store to list it. 
Yeah, honestly, I feel like the the main thing for this is they're just trying to clean house, so to mm-hmm. speak, and make room for other things. Because, yeah, I mean, they mentioned in the blog post that streaming services are just more popular. Uh, you know, that whole thing. However, I have actually... Even recently, I have rented movies on the PlayStation Store. Uh, And it is entirely because oftentimes something just isn't available on a streaming service. And I will literally, I will open every single streaming service and I will look and see and it won't be there. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, it's available on the PlayStation Store. And I can rent it for like four or five bucks and it's fine. Uh, And that's one thing that I actually really liked about on the PlayStation Store. They actually had a pretty freaking huge catalog of movies and shows and shit yeah yeah they definitely and i think that was them trying to save what they could right i mean if you have a bigger library like in people in your situation when they're looking for them to watch and it's not available on anything like okay yeah let's make it available here people will do it but i think the number of that is so few and far between it where it's not worth it like we spent how much money list this movie on there and we've got four people renting it like come on yeah uh and especially Especially in, uh, like, recent times. Like, the PlayStation 5 store just did not prioritize this at all. Like, I don't even, I don't even know if there's a way to get to this. Yeah, it's there. It's actually, it's actually the easiest to do out of all of their systems. You go to the store, and it highlights the game sections. You press R1, and it'll take you from games straight to media. It's the same part that allows you to download your streaming services, like Disney Plus or Netflix. Well, damn. I wonder yeah. if that tab is just going to go away. Uh, it'll still be there because you still have your streaming services there. You'll still have oh, your Spotify. I guess that's fair, yeah. You'll still have your Spotify and all that stuff there. It's just you won't be able to buy movies or rent them, which totally. I you know, more often than not, like how often do you go to like? I, I mean, in your case, like you said, you just did, but I can't remember the last time I went through the PlayStation Store and said, "Oh, let's look at the movie sales." I'm like, I. I've got everything else under the sun, and if I and honestly, if I'm gonna buy a movie digitally and just own it outright, I'll buy it on iTunes, just because like I have Apple everything for the most part. I have no reason to buy it on anything else. And most of the and that's another thing. A lot of these things play with, play along with each other, you know, like movies anywhere, and you know Apple and the Google Play Store. They're like, oh, you own it on this. Oh, okay, well we'll let you just stream it through that because you own that on that platform. Everything everyone talks to each other. If I buy it on PlayStation, I've got to download the PlayStation app to watch it i can't just like oh okay it's here yeah and that's fair i mean ultimately i think this is a good thing because it i want playstation focusing on games Mm -hmm. anyways Mm -hmm. and i want you know like streaming services are good at being streaming services and just being able to host them on a playstation platform and and give people access to that that's great. That's the solution. It's fine. Let the experts of uh, at doing that do that. And let PlayStation focus on games. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that makes me a little bit sad is now I feel like the chances of... And, and I am totally in the minority here, uh, but the chances of more like PlayStation original media, uh, whether they're reality shows like the tester Mm -hmm. or their own series like powers 
or their own anime, like Zammed, if you remember that back in the day. Yeah, I do. Um, the chances of that happening again now are pretty slim. Uh, now, I mean, still, they can still do that kind of original content and just host it on another platform, like Netflix, uh, kind of like the, the Witcher streaming, or the Witcher uh, TV show, and things like or that. Or the Last of Us TV series. I yeah, mean, Last that's... of Us on HBO, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming out. Uh, and honestly, another... I guarantee you, because Sony has that stake, like they own Funimation, probably the biggest anime publisher out in the world right now, especially in the West. You know, they own that, and they just per- they just purchased Crunchyroll. I wouldn't be surprised if Zand is already on one of those services. I think it already was on one of those. Yeah, so. I think it's on one of those already and has been for a while. And Actually, I, I think I might have seen it on Netflix once. Yeah. Like I, I might so be totally I, wrong. But. I think they're better off just creating it, putting the PlayStation Studios or whatever label they need to on it, and then letting the other guy take care of it. Let the other guy do the work because that's what they've done. That's what they're good at. Yeah. I just want another season of The Tester. Jesus. Uh, and I know that I'm totally in the minority, but I uh-huh. remember... Back when that came out, I would I would be all excited. Uh, I would invite Ariel over, my uh, a, a friend of mine at the time, uh, and I would wait. Like I wouldn't watch it until I could watch it with her. But we wouldn't um, like not all all the. She wasn't always able to come over to my house because I was living with my parents when we were younger, whatever. Uh, but we would go on to PlayStation Home. And there was a theater in PlayStation Home where you could watch the tester with your friends. And so we would watch the tester together in PlayStation Home. And it was awesome. Well, now I miss you both of these, those things. You got all these watch party things out now with Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu. You can do watch parties. It's not it's the still same. There. We it, don't have PlayStation Home. No one needs PlayStation Home back, Stephen. I do. PlayStation Home saved my life. I wish right. I were lying. I wish that this was some kind of an exaggeration or some kind of like poetic joke. But no, PlayStation <laughs> Home saved my life. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe with all this slashing of stuff that they deem unnecessary, and they're like, you know what? Home was a good bet. Bring it back. This could be it. The internet would blow up, and they would kill it. <laughs> like. I think Home would kill itself because they could never get it to work, and when it finally worked, they killed it themselves. That game literally was, they added trophies a, to PlayStation Home, and within months, they shut it down. Like it was, it was only out of beta. Who the fuck for, what, does this? Like two months, and <laughs> it was in beta for years. <laughs> well, I mean, that's actually that's kind of normal for those kinds of things, uh, if you think about it, because it was like an ever-changing online community kind of thing. Yeah, but they kept the beta um, label on there for forever. Like, that's cool to release updates there, but they didn't take the beta name off of it for years. I yeah, mean, it, I mean, it, it got pretty dramatic uh, changes, like, and all took, throughout that time. And every change was, like, the long... I remember installing those updates. Like, I remember why I stopped using Home was because those those updates to start using it, for parts of it, I was like, I'm not going to use that part. Yeah, that Taking was Taking fucking part. forever. I'm like, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. I just want to do this thing, but I have to download four other things I don't, I don't care about, and it's taking so much time. 
Yeah, that really was the worst part about it. But seriously, I, I feel like PlayStation Home is another example of PlayStation just being way Weird. ahead of the game. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like they were they were too ahead of their time where I, I feel like something like PlayStation Home, if it were to come out now, with more capable systems, with everyone having faster internet, uh, with more of a, an emphasis on, you know, socializing and community with video games, I feel like PlayStation Home would really thrive. But the chances of it ever happening again, pretty minimal. But damn, was it so fucking cool. It was like a glimpse into the future of what video games could be. Ah, oh, I, I love PlayStation Home. <laughs> I really do. And it was it was pretty progressive for its time too. Yeah. I was I was really impressed. There so in PlayStation Home around the time the PlayStation Home came out, people were being banned for having the word gay in their gamer tag or, you know, online ID or whatever. But PlayStation Home comes around and they're like, "You know what?" You want to make a gay club? Do it. You want to you want to sext with avatars in in your own like uh, decorated apartment? Do it. You want to dress up like a like a weird BD, BDSM devil and dance to electronic music while a trailer for iPet plays in the background? Oh my Do god! It, <laughs> it was Not great. The iPad. Not the iPet. No. <laughs> I- iPad. I still need to platinum that. My iPad is probably like dying. Yeah. <laughs> just no. They can't everywhere. die, but he's just in a in, he's he's just in a perpetual state of feeling like he's gonna die. That's worse than death. Yeah, it's ultimate torture. I gave him a nice little mohawk. I taught him a certain song. Jesus, I liked iPad. Well, Stephen, <laughs> I hope our listeners liked our show. Because that, everybody, concludes the latest episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on everything. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the show. And if you want to help us out and you want to see us do super fancy cool things, head on over to mtfproductions.com forward slash donate where you can donate as little as a dollar. But until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Love, love, love. Okay, bye.